This episode is brought to you by Maponics, specializing in predefined geofences for local and mobile targeting. Visit www.maponics.com location for a free three-month trial today. It is time for This Week in Location-Based Marketing. This is episode number 59. We're recording this live, January 8th, 2012. First real episode of the new year. Also, David Bowie's birthday, Elvis Presley's birthday. Happy birthday to you up there, wherever you may be, Elvis. And wherever right. David Bowie is, I have no idea. I am Rob Woodbridge, as always, from Untether.tv, at Untether.tv at Rob Woodbridge on the Twitter sphere and at untethergmail.com if you want to reach out to me. And with me every single episode for 59 consecutive episodes from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Take it away! Asif Khan from the Location-Based Marketing Association. You can find us at thelbma.com or at thelbma on Twitter. And you can find me at, uh, at Asif R. Khan on Twitter as well. All right. The big, uh, yeah, big, big birthday day for some reason. It right? is a big And I think it's great day. because it plays into, you know, one of our one of our stories today about soundtracking. It's just, you know, it, it's a musical birthday. David Bowie, Elvis Presley, two, two legends in their time, I would suppose. And I think this is where the whole, it's better to burn out than it is to rust, kind of Neil Young, crazy horse, Elvis burning out. Now, now there's Neil, a guy I appreciate, Neil Young. Yeah, well, David Bowie kind of rusting. Yeah. Right? Good yeah. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't even know how we got down that path. But um, so this is our first real show, uh, uh, first show of 2012. And, you know, I think that um, this, if you missed our uh, our preview, uh, our review show and our forecast show, go check it out. It was the previous episode, number 58, where we kind of got into a lot of details. The challenge of doing a show like that, Asif, and I know you felt this, and I did too, is that there was just so much to jam into such a little t amount of time. I mean, we did it in an hour, but we probably could have spent, you know, we could have done this in a nine-part series and, and spent all year talking about what the year was like in 2011 for this business. And it was just an incredible year. Yeah, I mean, there was so much. It was hard every week, uh, you know, as we put this put this show together to kind of whittle it down. I mean, there's so there's, there's so much activity in the space from news and new apps and, and, and services, you know, to deals and acquisitions and funding and, you know, just it, it, it was a lot. And I expect it's not going to slow down. We're going to see equal activity this year, um, if not more. And, um, you know, and, and it all starts now. We got uh, some good stories to talk about today as well. That's right. I, you know, it's a it's a light sketch schedule I would say simply because we're at the first week of the year but certainly good four great stories a couple of Canadian stories in there as well uh, you know one on the main stories one as an acquisition uh, we've also got some some you know I think that there's a couple of topics in here that we're going to get into a, a little bit of a debate uh, certainly our product of the product of the week um, is uh, Maponics and and we've got a, a, a number of funding announcements and a you know a funding announcement a couple of acquisition announcements and a great resource if you like infographics so all that is coming up in this episode if you can believe we're going to cruise through this i think keep it down to a dull you know 90 minutes 120 minutes <laughs> we'll, we'll get you there yeah. you know i feel bad because if your commute is longer than the podcast on monday morning you know you're kind of left with dead space so that's why I really like, I think we should just, we should lengthen this for our California, our West Coast guys who are in right. the car driving or on, on, on the train 
for you know two or three hours a day. So we could do a six hour podcast for you. Pretty sure. Let us know yeah, if you like we'll, that we'll, idea. We'll, yeah, absolutely. We'll have to put together a full day uh, episode one of these times. Full day episode. Yeah, full day. Full day. Yeah. It'll be like <laughs> a you know the you know the Vergecast or uh, you know Twit on Sunday nights. It'll be that long. You know the, the, you the penultimate show. Well, why don't we why don't we dive into this? Uh, Happy New Year, everybody! We're really glad to be back for the for this uh, for this our first episode of 2012. Looking forward to a great year. If you've got any stories, you let us know. We'd love to hear from you on tethergmail.com or seif at the LBMA. And let's roll into our first story, first of four stories today. And uh, you know what? You wouldn't you wouldn't have known that we are actually in what 2012 by using this app, which is a pretty cool app, um, and going to the trending. The trending page of this app, and you were gonna get. Oh, now of course it's gone. Uh, you're gonna get. Uh, oh yeah, here it is. You're gonna get guys like this. We're gonna probably get bumped off. You're gonna get. You're gonna get. This is the Eagles. How long is trending on this app called Sound Tracking? Just shows you what the age is of people using the iPhone, right? I like Desperado though. Desperado by Linda Rodstead. That was up there as well. And of course, David uh, Bowie was was uh, was also uh, trending. And I tried to get them to, you know, I tried to, you know, pump it through full of Springsteen. So at least when we were having this conversation, Springsteen was trending. But uh, it, it didn't it didn't happen. I think I'm the only one listening to him right at this uh, at this very moment. So first story is uh, Schematic Labs launches the soundtrack. It's a little old. This is from a, a December app, but uh, th- this is a pretty cool app. Yeah, so again, a uh, company's called Schematic Labs. The app's called Sound Tracking. Um, download it. it. It is really cool app. Uh, so, and this is all about sharing music, um, but not just sharing music with, with people that, to, that you care about, but conveying stories about how you feel about that music when you share it. So, you know, tagging it with location, attaching photos, um, you know, and, and comments around it. And, uh, and I really like this. I mean, you know, it, it's funny that, you know, you know, to Rob's uh, point there, like you know, you go and you check the trending stuff, and you see all these tunes from the '70s and '60s and and whatnot. Um, you know, and and I made a joke uh, offline uh, just before we started here that maybe this is uh, you know where Glee goes to get all of its <laughs> inspiration for its new shows, but. Um, yeah, well, that and if you're in Canada, it's the Telus commercials, right? Because uh, <laughs> that's where they seem to get them. Um, who's this Lady Gaga chick, though? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, can you imagine? Well, I don't know. She's always in some weird costume. You, you can't really tell who's who's really there. But anyways, um, so so it's it's a, it's a social music sharing app um, with a location uh, element to it in terms of you know telling tell stories. How can this be songs. trending? There you go. <laughs> so it's a whole bunch of old geezers like me <laughs> listening to their music and pushing it out through this Twitter thing. You know. Right. Sorry. Go we on, to see who the, uh, Back who the financial backers of the company are. I, I you know, might That's be right. a bunch of uh, retired musicians. <laughs> That's exactly. It's all like Leonard Skinner, ZZ Top, the Rolling Stones. They all have bought into this so that they yeah. can at least be trending somewhere. Well, you know, they, they see Ashton Kutcher and all these guys getting into uh, funding, so they, you know, they're like, okay, well, you know, we, we got to step it up. Well, Anyhow, I like uh, it. Yeah, sorry. Let's get so, back to business. No, no, no it's cool. It's cool. Uh, so, so sharing music, attaching, uh, you know, your your thoughts and stories about them, you know, connecting that to locations and maps. Um, 
you know, so kind of like Broadcaster in a sense, or from that perspective, you can kind of click on a map uh, icon uh, within the app, and then it'll show you, you know, what people have posted from that location or in that area about what it is. And the interesting thing is, is there's this kind of this neighborhood feeling to it. So, you know, this particular city or this part of the city, you know, likes this kind of music, and this part of the city over here likes a different kind of music, and it's it's kind of interesting. And they, they've got some interesting stats on that, about a, hundred, about a million users already. Uh, on this, from what I understand, uh, U.S., Western Europe, Canada, and Japan are, are the uh, top markets at the moment. Um, you know, and when I thought about it, they, they were talking about, you know, kind of uh, telling, you know, stories from a music perspective based on where you are as you're traveling around. Um, and I kind of thought back to Goala, um, that is no longer, and, you know, kind of envision this world where, you know, you could have had Guala's kind of bookmarking capabilities around travel um, and check-ins, you know, married up with music um, in this context and, and location. It would have been an interesting thing. Well, so, anyhow. Yeah, um, definitely. Like, I, I love the emotion. Like, music is so... Um uh, is it, so incredible. Like, you know, when I, I it doesn't matter where I am, for example, and I, when I hear Rod Stewart, uh, I, I feel like a, a nostalgic ping from you know the late '80s. I don't know what it is, cottage, uh, but but I yeah. can't shake that, and and uh, it's pretty amazing. And same thing with uh, Human Touch and Lucky Town by Springsteen. If you don't know them, when I listen to those, um, I remember traveling around Southeast Asia when those came in. It was in Singapore, and I bought those two records, and, uh, and well, they were they were cassettes at the time. And uh, I, I just remember every time I hear those two albums, um, you know, I, I wrote about it in my journal. It, it just it resonates like music sticks, yeah. and uh, and that's why I love this. Is that it, it's uh, it's certainly a way of discovery and rediscovery, and uh, and the stories being told and the locations where they're trending. It's it's just. It, it, Especially uh, some of the stuff that's just classic and kind of lives on forever, right? Like the Stones and Floyd and you yeah. know Zeppelin and a lot of bands like that. But apparently, Floyd is reuniting for the Olympics. Of course, of course. Well, yeah, I mean, London, probably so that'll get be paid, interesting. Paid so, anyways, moving on. Uh, so no, I don't want music. to. I want to talk about music a little bit longer. <laughs> that was supposed to be our fast story. Well, I see. A podcast on music. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll jump into our second story. If if you really want to, I, I uh, you know this is a uh, this is a great uh, little company uh, out of Montreal called Shoy, and uh, they've uh, they've launched. They have New York City and I guess Montreal now. What is Shoy? So Shoy is kind of like uh, Groupon isk uh, in a e-commerce model. So it's not an app based uh, delivery. This is. Basically, trying to get around a lot of the issues and a lot of the problems with uh, you know Groupon type models by basically saying, look, you know, go to this website, uh, this e-commerce platform that we've set up, and uh, share deals with your friends through this site. Um, and so, when you go on there and you basically post up a deal and share that with friends, um, you know, if if your friends click on the links to kind of go and explore these deals, only then, you know, by having your friends click on these uh, on these links. Uh, to see what you've exposed, then you know upon click it unlocks uh, discounts and coupons for you, uh, but you don't get anything until you actually share something and then you know have your friends uh, uh, check it out. And there are limited number of coupons and uh, and there's expiration on this on the ones that I have that the ones that I've seen at uh, Shoy mm -hmm. at Shoy S H O Y dot com. Um, you know I I, I like this because you you sign up you get your coupon. Right. Yeah, I and mean, it's pretty and you get your friends to sign up, you get more coupons. I like it. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it gets around a lot of the issues, and they, they, I mean, they go into a big 
a description of it on their site, uh, you know, from a merchant perspective saying, hey, you know, you don't have to go and, you know, hire all these community managers and build up your Twitter following and community and whatever. You just need, you know, the consumers to basically, oh, basically what they're saying is, is just figure out what the deal is that you want to give away that's just going to be, you know, amazing and draw consumers in. Tell a few people about it, get people on the site to talk about it with their friends and, it all happens from there, you know. Basically, the users are your community manager, yeah. um, uh, which is an interesting uh, take on it. I like it. It is. And uh, do they, do they have an app? Uh, they do have an app as well, don't they? Like a location-based app. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't get to play around with it. I mean, the uh, the deals that are up there right now are really interesting. Uh, New York uh, Kite Center for uh, Strap into uh, Snow Kiting. Um, I, I like that idea. I'm Canadian. I mean, I, I the last I heard there wasn't a lot of snow in New York, so uh, they should be doing that here, somewhere close to it. So let's. Well, there's it's no Shoy. Here, so, um, Shoy.com. It just. I, I mean, this is uh, this is a, a a pretty clear indication that, you know, I'm going to be quite honest with you about this is that uh, we're kind of regressing back to the true essence of what a coupon actually is, right? So we kind of blew it up into a Groupon, a group buying thing, but now we're kind of pulling it back. At least Shoy is pulling it back to the to the bare the bare facts of what a coupon is is that hey listen here here's an enticement to come to our store come right. to the store and we'll give you a discount yeah and i think we're going to continue to see a lot of variations i mean we saw loops kind of evolve there in the beginning of the fourth quarter last year and basically coming out with their u deals thing and saying look you know we're going to you know, consumers are going to come on. They're going to tell us what the deal is that they want, and if we get enough people together, that basically power of group buying all come together and say, "Yeah, we, you know, we want this deal," then the merchant basically says, "Okay, we'll do it." Um, and you know, as opposed to the other way around, where the you know group buying goes and sells the merchant on putting up a deal and then trying to find consumers to that want it. So yeah, I think I think there's going to be continued experiments, but I like this. I think this is straightforward. It's easy. You know, uh, very uncomplicated. So. It's exactly just like getting a coupon in the mail. Yeah. Exactly that way. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, P&G still does it. They still have all their brand saver stuff. you got to sign up online if you want to get the stuff in the mail and everything. I mean, it's it's there. And so, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing with all the newspapers. You know, one of the things that you start to see, at least there, there's a little bit of innovation going on here, but some of the newspapers and some of the digital uh, first companies that we see in Canada and the United States are just taking existing coupons and not, I mean, scanning them in and putting them up, up as banner ads on, on websites. I mean, at least this is a little bit more unique. Um, and, uh, yeah, Shoy, Canadian company based out of Montreal. New York and Montreal, I think, is where they are uh, accessing it uh, or able. you're able to access it. There are deals there. Right. Shoy, S-H-O-Y dot com. All right, third story. Uh, interesting thing, if you're a football fan, if you're a bowl fan, that's what New Year's is. That's what the whole holidays is. It's not the World Junior Championship like it is in Canada. Uh, it is uh, It is clearly around bowls. And uh, Chick-fil-A, obviously a big, just it's so weird that Chick-fil-A support, you know, there's a Chick-fil-A bowl. I'm Canadian. I mean, it's like <laughs> having like a Kentucky Fried Chicken bowl. Is there one? I, I don't know about that, but uh, I do Big like Chick-fil-A. I mean, it's uh, the chicken is it is good. Um, Chick-fil-A, and, and I and I frequent it. We uh, we we do our family does an annual trip uh, down to Myrtle Beach uh, every summer, and um, when I'm down there, it's uh, Chick-fil-A is uh, is one of the things that we frequent. So anyhow. Um, they did this thing. So the Chick-fil-A, the bowl, uh, Auburn beat Virginia, forty-three twenty-four. Obviously, yeah. it's a big so deal. This was just, yeah, December 31st in Atlanta. Um, and so what this is, is basically, look, they said, okay, we're going to try um, 
our own branded iPhone and Android app. Um, so first of all, this is not a, you know, we're using Foursquare, we're using anything. We're building our own branded app. So we'll start by saying that. Um, pretty multi-purpose app. I mean, you can basically, um, you know, view um, places around the bowl, uh, restaurants, places to that you can, uh, hotels and, and places you can stay. It's got... Um, uh, attractions in the area, click-to-call features that basically let you, you know, call right up uh, to those places. It's got up, you know, updated scores and stats and all that kind of stuff going on inside of the app. Um, you know, live coverage uh, being streamed in. I mean, everything basically yep. that you could want to do with with the bull is there. What I like about it is is that it's. Um, you know, you've got all this other stuff, especially like the, the the restaurants and the hotels and the other properties around. I mean, people are coming in from out of town to attend this game, and they're trying to find you know places. They're trying to connect. They're, you know, so from that perspective, I like it. Um, what I don't like about it is is that I think this could have easily been done with any of the you know multi-purpose, multi-venue, multi-retail services out there from scavenger to you know uh, foursquare etc so yep. um i'm not sure you know i i just I, I can't justify why you go and build a branded app for this but anyhow no i here, here's my assessment total freaking waste of money total yeah. and complete waste of money i know that this is a trend that we're seeing where events are getting their own app and and we're, we're seeing that everywhere um but you don't see uh like today you, you don't see a football game one football game getting its own app Right, you just don't, and and right. for, for for me this was like, yeah. Th there are so many other ways, so many cheaper ways to create this same experience and leverage somebody else's audience rather than having somebody go down another download another app right. for something that is one day, and that this la this app was launched 21 days before that event is dead the day the or the moment the event is over. And uh, and is now sitting there littering the app stores with a carcass of a product till next year. Yeah. Just like, I wonder how many people actually use this thing. I mean, like, I mean, there was no numbers in this not. in this uh, release, but I, I can't imagine it was a big number. As opposed to you know tapping into Facebook or Foursquare or something uh, that's got some user base to begin with. Um, easy enough to do a cam. You know, t take the dollars that you spent to build these apps and and you know put them into a you know custom badge or something. Um, you know, with yeah. some other like you know, check stuff. into the game. Check into yeah, the game. Check in. Check into the game. You know, you can you can feed a lot of this stuff in there. Maybe not like you know the footage and things like that uh, live necessarily because of you know maybe there's some broadcasting rights issues and things like that. But ninety eight percent of what you're doing here could have been done uh, you know in uh, in any of the other kind of multi purpose apps. So, yeah. um, but but good that hey hey good good that uh, you know they're trying to extend their sponsorship dollars and uh, yeah, you know but Asif yeah. even on that they had banner ads in this mm -hmm. like, come on like you know they, they did everything here that was like uh, uh, we're going to throw it all in there and then and, and then on the front page you know on every page of this application they downloaded it played with it and every, every page in this application was like follow us on Facebook follow us on Twitter it's like they're, they're pulling people out of that experience once they get yeah. them in there it's just you know, it was so poorly it, executed a, so poorly done to contrast this right you know we, we um, you know on Thanksgiving we had the, the Macy's yeah, parade thing. exactly you know they didn't well do their own app. They basically used My City Lives, yep. right, and said, "Okay, we're going to do a branded version of that, or yep. push all of our content inside of My City Lives." And they had, you know, find where you, you know what where your float was, find this, all that. It was all in there, 
you know, a ton of stuff in there with banners and other stuff going on, but they didn't go build their own app for it. No. Um, so anyhow. Yeah. I mean, the biggest challenge of all this is that, uh, uh, you know, the, the experience is much greater than what this app does. So if you're trying to capture things like uh, audio and video and photos from the event itself to keep, create a, a, a user curated experience, there are apps out there that can do this for you. And Foursquare, yeah. here's one. Foursquare would be perfect for this. Goala, the original Goala would have been mm -hmm. great for this uh, because you could have done a whole bunch of integrated... Uh, um, anyway, I don't want to talk about Goala. But you if you're listening from, from Chick-fil-A, uh, love your chicken. Uh, Hate your love app. Sponsoring bowl games. Um, love the feature set in here. You didn't need to build your own app. Uh, go take a look at My City Lives in Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade as, yeah. as, as something for the future. Anyhow. Inspiration right there, but I don't know how much they paid on it, but whoever, I don't think it's even uh, Chick-fil-A here um, that, that should be at fault here. It's the, uh, the my, my big thing around this is the, are the companies that are selling this stuff because uh, they, um, they don't know what they're selling. And this is a clear indication that it's it's not so much about a Chick-fil-A. A Chick-fil-A Chick will come to, say, an agency and say, listen, this is what we're thinking of, or have you got any great ideas? Sure. And that company who says, hey, I got one. I'm going to build you an app. That company is at complete fault here. If this thing, this thing's a failure, if it didn't work out, it's a terrible application. It's whoever built that. I'm not even going to mention them, but you can go to the App Store and search for them. Yeah. It is their fault that this app got built. It is their fault. It's not Chick-fil-A. But listen... There are people out there selling snake oil when it comes to mobile, especially in this space, and, and they're trying to pull out as much cash from companies, just like the web days. Those are the guys that you got to avoid. Snake oil salesmen around this. And so I don't blame Chick-fil-A. I blame that company who said they had the expertise. They clearly did not. And if they spent any money on this, it's a waste of it. Anyway, Chick-fil-A. Wow. Don't worry. I think my rant is done. All right. <laughs> I, I, you know, but this is our industry. And when there are guys out there doing no, this... No, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. So, anyway, so Chick-fil-A, uh, good attempt, terrible execution. Let's let's see that maybe next year the Chick-fil-A Bowl will have something a little bit better better done. I think the game was good. Actually, it was a crushing, crushing game. All right. Catch our breath. Take a deep breath. Fourth story. Hey, who doesn't like a little bit of real-time, behind-the-scenes fashion streaming and the ability to buy on a mobile device this is what Xenia did right this is a they, they launched a, a, a mobile app for live streaming yeah. behind the scenes of their fashion shows and boy you can buy right from there yeah it's kind of cool actually um, and, and it's not the first time I know Boston uh, Hilfiger and some of these guys have done some interesting things in their fashion shows but I like this this so this is uh, Emeringuito Zenga um, you know which is an Italian label um, and so basically, you know, they've got these fashion shows going on, um, backstage, uh, you know, scenes and details of what's happening live, uh, being streamed through this, uh, mobile app, branded mobile app. Now, cool. here's where I will say branded apps can work when you're dealing with luxury goods, you're dealing with, you know, things like that. You know, there's a certain subset of the population that, you know, can, can afford your products and deal with your, your brand. Um, and you know, a branded app works because you know your price point is such your margin is such it you know it, it's it's somewhat justified right i think um, so it's like giving away an ipad with, as a as a car um, as your auto manual manual right? yeah like at some point there's a threshold where where the $500 spend is not not so not not significant compared to the cost of the car right right 
So anyhow, so so this is an app uh, that basically streams in stuff, uh, the live fashion show uh, to you. You know, obviously you, you you can't get there. You're you know you're sitting in Toronto where you know we, we have you know once once a year we have fashion, basically with the LG uh, uh, Fashion Week. But um, anyhow, um, you, you get to watch these fashion shows, and if you, if you're a fan of that brand, you get you know all the backstage stuff and, and other interesting things. What's really cool about this is built-in e, uh, you know mobile commerce uh, piece, right? So you can basically purchase stuff that you're seeing on the show in this in this fashion show immediately effectively right after the show as it's happened I love that uh, which is which is kind of cool uh, the one thing that you know maybe as a suggestion to these guys as a future and kind of as I was reading this story and kind of thinking about it you know I'm watching a live stream of this thing um, that's happening which is really a live event um, and 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 less so you know a television show mm-hmm. but I no commentary, things, right? Yeah, I thought about things like Get Glue and Miso, and, and I think this this idea of having people check in to, yeah. you know, watching this 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 fashion event, even though it's it's being streamed in, is interesting, and and maybe you know just another point of engagement, in ter- just in terms of understanding where people are watching from, from a location perspective, and because I'm not sure, I didn't it wasn't clear to me that they were kind of pulling location data out of this. It was just you know kind of push instead of pull. Right, yeah. uh, you know, we're sending we're sending data down, and we're, we're pulling in the sense of transactions and dollars, which is you know obviously what makes the most sense. But they could also be pulling some data in terms of understanding, you know, where's our audience? You know, how many people are watching in Italy? How many people are watching in New York? How many people are watching in London and Paris and you know wherever else? But so, if these guys uh, are like every other fashion uh, um, designer, they they don't they don't sell retail. Right, so what they're doing is they right. sell through stores and partners, and I mean you get Boss from, uh, you know, forty different stores around or whatever it is, and and uh, I, I think that that's um, that's the thing that it should be doing. So if I'm watching it, uh, you know, being streamed, and I'm in Ottawa or Toronto, um, they should be pointing me to that line or at Harry Rosen around the corner, right? Right, exactly. And 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 if they're not doing that. Um, or, uh, you know, enticing me to sign up for a mailing list or an SMS notification uh, to, to let me know when when it actually would arrive in my city or my country or when I can actually get it shipped to me or something like, to that extent. Uh, you're right. It, it's kind of, it, it's old school broadcast, uh, neat broadcast, but it's old school broadcast waiting for us to arrive and uh, and not enticing us enough, I think. You're right. Well, it's kind of like you have this opportunity to have a two-way dialogue directly with, you know, the end consumer yeah. effectively, right? Um, but normally you don't sell to the end consumer except through, you know, e-commerce, right? Or, or you know, in, in this context anyways. So you do have all of these retailers that carry your product. And I think, you know, there's this opportunity to kind of, you know, expose them and push, you know, push, uh, push the consumer to, you know, the three chains, you know, the, or the three locations around them that carry your, your brand, your label. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of interesting. So hopefully that, you know, there's a location element that's kind of brought into this. But I love the fact that you can watch, you can buy, it's all there. It's, uh, it's kind of cool. Now, do you think, here, here's an interesting thing, just based on this fashion piece, is that, you know, you know, so this is a designer in Zenga. Uh, you know, Boss is a designer itself. And these guys are doing these things. Um, and now... I wonder if, if outlets, and I, I use this term lightly, like uh, this isn't like your, your Costco, but um, in, in Harry Rosen, I don't see a lot of stuff that they're doing in this space. Like Harry Rosen isn't engaged in this. You know, it would, it would seem to me like there's this great app out there on the iPhone that, that uh, teaches you uh, visually 
how to um, how to tie you know uh, multiple ties types of ties like Windsor knots mm -hmm. or whatever like that yeah. by based on you know putting your iPhone in front of you that would have been an, a natural extension for me for a Harry Rosen application that complements it. But do you think do you think that these guys are uh, it's it's it behooves them as designers to start creating this kind of interaction and driving people to the Harry Rosens or other outlets or are we going to start to see Harry Rosen because of their breadth of product get into this uh, you know based on location. Any idea on that? Do you think? Well, I mean, I live in Toronto. Where you know, you're talking about Harry Rosen, which is a, which is a Toronto, uh, you know, yeah. well-known Toronto men's uh, clothing store. Yes. And um, spent many a paycheck over there, my friend. Yeah, one one of the things Harry Rosen does a lot of is still to this day, every uh, you know, every single day, you know, radio, uh, local radio advertising yeah. on, on, the, on the sports channel. Um, you know, uh, and um, it, daily they're on on this show with a unique ad, right? It's um, so so they very much understand you know about selling local. Uh, I think most you know uh, bespoke uh, places and and tailors and and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, and there's plenty of them cropping up all over the place because I think there's kind of a bit of a renaissance around uh, you know clothing in that sense. Um, you know, everybody, you know, is selling local from that perspective. I think what we're not, what they're not doing is embracing mobile and, you know, uh, kind of technology, you know, modern technologies, you know, as well as they could. Yeah. Um, and I think there's this interesting opportunity is, I think is what you're getting at is to kind of blend what, what the designer is doing, you know, with what you're doing at the, at the local level and, and kind of connecting those two things together in, in, in terms of expanding the experience for the consumer, you know, yeah. kind of wider. So anyhow. Um, it is it is key. I mean, um, uh, that local, it's 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 got to be brought down to the point where if I see something on the screen, I've got to be able to know where I can buy it locally here. And and yeah. I think that that's the value that these guys can bring. And, and the other way too, like if, if I'm a consumer that, you know, bought a Zenga uh, suit, for example, yep. and, you know, I, you know, for an event and I'm wearing it and I feel good about it and, and whatever, you know, maybe there's photos of me wearing this suit that it was taken at this event. You know, where do those things live? Like, yeah. do they live at the, on the on the website of the local store, um, you know, to help promote? Do they, do, you know, does Zenga ever... You know, ever see that stuff? Um, you know, how are they? How are they collecting? You know, uh, real life consumer. You know, basically wearing the stuff um, and, and you know, combining it with other pieces and kind of creating their own looks and things like that. So, I think there's got to be a bit of that kind of going back the other way, not just push again. Like it's you know, there's got to be a two way stream of of uh, content. You know, what's even great is that uh, you know, I, I know that it's either uh, Sports Center or TSN or something like that. Uh, Sportsnet or TSN, uh, Zegna does all the uh, uh, suits for the uh, you mm -hmm. know for the big burly guys. The uh, yeah, um, and uh, you know I think that you got to get to a point where you enable those suits to be sold on the television set. I'm watching that thing and I say hey, that's a really you know Darren Natitian's wearing this great tie. Yeah, um, I, I I should be able to either not scan a QR code. We've gone through that. I don't want Billy Ray Cyrus's latest single, but I, I should be able to at least identify or check in using Miso or something yeah. like that to that well, show to get that tie and then have that tie where I can buy that tie locally uh, identified to me right away or just buy it on Amazon, right? Because ultimately that's well, what's going to be. they uh, bringing that into television yeah. uh, very shortly. Okay. Well, I just... You know, interesting that it just opens up this whole thing uh, around uh, uh, retail, commerce, and and local, local, high, highly local uh, uh, transactions, but all facilitated through these devices that we carry, and yeah. uh, you know, certainly some some streaming technology. 
All right, those are the four stories. Uh, you know, soundtracking, interesting app. Shoy uh, from Montreal, Chick Fil A, getting starting in this mobile space. We'll leave it at that. And then obviously uh, Zegna launching this uh, live streaming app. And I just want to say, but before we jump into uh, the very important product of the week, um, this is trending right now on our sound tracking app. Of course, now it's just not going to work. It's terrible. It's terrible. A whole bunch of old white guys now in control of the trending music in uh, in sound tracking. I love it. <laughs> anyway. all right let's we're jump into our, our product of the week a safe before i'm gonna i'm gonna find as we're doing this i'm gonna find a, a couple of more classics that are, that are trending right. that i'll know so product of the week maponics body maponics yeah so uh i had the pleasure this uh, earlier this week of sitting down with uh, darren clement who's uh, the founder and ceo of maponics and first of all we want, if you haven't already noticed at the start of the show, um, this podcast is now sponsored and um, we want to thank Maponics for doing that, our, our, first, uh, our first sponsor. Um, and by the way, we're, you know, we're, we're looking for more sponsors uh, as the year rolls on, but uh, we want to thank them and we're going to hear more from them over the next few weeks. Um, but um, I had a chance to sit, sit down with Darren and um, here's the interview from that. It's time for the product of the week, and this week uh, our special guest is Darren Clement uh, from Maponics. Welcome, Darren. Hi, Steve. Uh, glad to have you on the show, and um, you know, as, as we like to do on this thing, uh, you know, let's start right off by having you tell us a little bit about who is Maponics, what are you guys all about, what do you do? Well, quite simply, uh, we build polygons. I know a lot of companies try to have kind of a sexy motto about what they do, and and we consider polygons pretty sexy. In the mobile world, polygon translates into geofences. So you can kind of think of it as we spend a bunch of our time researching things like neighborhood boundaries. What are those neighborhoods uh, named? Where do they start and stop? And then what we do here in Maponics is license that data out to other companies in mobile marketing, real estate, direct marketing, uh, to improve their their marketing and uh, targeting efforts. Okay, and can you can you give us a quick example of you know how you've helped a, a customer uh, you know with this kind of thinking? Sure, I mean there's we cover a few different industries. One example uh, where we have a lot of case history behind us is in the real estate space. You can imagine if you're looking for a home. You might go to some of our customer sites like Realtor.com or Trulia or Zillow, and as you're searching for homes, what are the important criteria? Well, it's not just how many bathrooms there are. It's not just the price. It's things like what neighborhood are they in? What school district are they in? And so we have uh, compiled those types of spatial databases that can be licensed out to sites like those, such that you then, once you have that address, that location, you ask, what area am I inside? And it's a, it's a classic point in poly kind of calculation, but you have to have the polygons in order to do that. Okay, that sounds, sounds great. Um, shifting a little bit, I mean, let's talk about the history uh, for a second of, of Maponics. I mean, what prompted you to to build this company in the first place, and when did you launch it? And you know, what was the gap or the hole, I guess, in the marketplace that you saw that said, you know, we need we need to do Maponics? 
Well, I started the company 2001, so it's been about 10 years now. And our business model in the beginning was different. I'll, I'll very briefly tell you all we were doing then was job shopping. It was, uh, hey, companies out there, you need maps made, call Maponics, we'll make them for you. Right. We were successful, but it was very much being paid per hour kind of business. And where kind of the light bulb went off was over time, we had started to compile various map databases. We were also getting questions from our customers around things like, yeah, I understand zip codes, but zip codes aren't useful to me. I really want to know the neighborhoods. You know, I want to see those on a map. And we looked around and nobody had those. So that was, that was probably the biggest light bulb moment for us. And we completely changed the company over, I guess now, four or five years ago to focus almost exclusively on compiling the Polygon databases uh, like neighborhood boundaries. Okay, fantastic. Um, it, so let's jump forward now. I mean, it's been 10 years uh, or so you've been in this business, um, you know, building Maponics, you know, very successful. Uh, you're in a number of different industries. But, you know, it, it, it's a new world. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, the mobile world calls, you know, what you're doing geofencing now. There's a lot of new players. There's, there's a lot of uh, different ways to skin the cat in, in, uh, in today's uh, terminology and, and mobile and location-based uh, technologies, as obviously we see over at the LVMA. Tell us a little bit about kind of where you, from a, from a Maponics perspective, see the future. You know, what, what's coming, you know, in 2012 and beyond, um, you know, for this market and, and you, know, you know, either where you're going from a product perspective, but where the industry is going as well. Sure, I'll, I'll try and kind of bridge both of those. The, the, the real estate examples that I mentioned earlier involve you know, some, some, some of our biggest customers, but a whole other segment where a lot of our business is being generated in the past couple of years is um, geo-targeting uh, kind of mobile ad platforms and social platforms. Uh, we're not allowed to name some of those companies because we're kind of the technology behind the scenes but that space where you need to have kind of the, the social side of geography and being able to, to market to people within, say, a shopping district, knowing that if they're inside that shopping district, they are likely not just to be going to one store, but are probably going to go to a few stores and a restaurant. So our focus is going to continue to be around compiling geofences and databases uh, like that. And I think the industry is going to start kind of taking their, their, their focus away from looking in the past or even looking in the present. And when you start tying in the social aspect and the check-ins, you can start, I'll call it predictive geography. You can okay. start saying, okay, you know, next Friday night, we predict this shopping district is going to be hot. And here's a couple of reasons. One is um, there's this popular band playing at the Blues Club. Another is that um, there's some kind of you know, uh, discount or, or, or promotional um, effort happening in a couple of the retailers. And it's already somewhat of a popular area. All those things start to combine into, into what I'm calling predictive geography, and our geofences are definitely going to be playing a role in that. 
Okay. So, so it's really about, you know, I mean, it's always been about the data uh, that comes from all these services, but it's really what you're saying is it's about uh, understanding intent, uh, you know, from a location perspective. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And, and, and I think you're, you've seen over the past year a few kernels of that emerging. And uh, I obviously can't disclose the things that some of our customers are, are doing until they announce them. But I can tell you, 2012 is going to going to make what I just said uh, kind of more par for the course. It's going to be more normal than the exception. Fantastic. Well, uh, Darren, thank you for your time. We've been talking with Darren uh, Clement from uh, founder and CEO of Maponics. Uh, we appreciate uh, you coming on the show, and, and we appreciate you uh, sponsoring uh, this podcast. And so. To our, to our viewers and listeners out there, you'll be seeing and, and hearing a little bit more uh, about Maponics over the next few weeks. Uh, um, and so we, we want to thank you for that. Great interview with these guys. Uh, you know, certainly, you know, the great thing about this is that they're in the East Coast, they're in the middle of everything that's going on in the space. Yeah, and I think, you know, I mean, we, we've talked a lot about geofencing over the last year on this show, and I think, you know, creating uh, geofences or, or polygons, uh, spaces, I mean, this is the space that, that these guys live. And I think, you know, we're, we're in a world that's continuing to be, you know, social and location uh, and mobile all kind of rolling together. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, the, it's the geo part that I think kind of ties everything together. And, and these guys, you know, are right there in terms of understanding the data um, and being able to kind of plot that data, and, and uh, you know, on a map and, and grid it out in a polygon framework. So um, it, fantastic stuff. Uh, anyhow, uh, so again, I want to thank Darren and, uh, and Maponics for, uh, for getting behind us and um, look to hear more from them in, in the coming weeks. Yeah, and for information about them, we'd really like uh, your support in supporting them as well. So uh, why don't you head over to uh, www.maponics.com slash location. Remember to the slash location. It's really important. Uh, that's how we're being graded. That's how we are being graded on, on how successful this campaign is. So really appreciate if you could just go and support them and support us at the same time. www.maponics.com slash location. Really appreciate their support. Yeah, really, really appreciate it. Great, great, great session with him as well. We, we're going to see, we're going to hear much more about Maponics over the next uh, number of weeks. Um, and thanks for them for them coming on and sponsoring us. All right, Do, I'm, should I pull out another trending song, or should we just? Jump? Yeah, we should. Right, right, Let's right into it. the right into the funding. How can this be trending? CCR long. <laughs> Long as I see the light, there you go. All right, so uh, now we talk need about some funding. We still Nash and Young now. Wait, what's? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna find some of that. Don't worry. Okay, you anyways. handle the rest of it. I am completely lost for the rest of the episode <laughs> diving into this because there's some Frank Sinatra. There's a little bit of uh, Bob Dylan happening here. It's pretty incredible. Again, soundtracking. You're gonna lose your day. Right. Soundtracking. Okay, find me some Leonard Cohen. All okay, right, Leonard I'll, Cohen. I'll start, I'll start talking about uh, funding. Anyway. Okay. First, yeah. first, yeah, jump yeah. into the funding. So the first story that we wanted to uh, cover t uh, on, on this uh, episode is Groupon apparently bought a company called OpenCal, which is a Canadian company out of Vancouver. So yay, Canada again. Um, yay, Canada. <laughs> um, you know, th this is an interesting one because uh, apparently this deal happened back in November sometime and was kept quiet, and uh, the OpenCal team is is all over at Groupon, and uh, you know great things are happening. So really, what this is about is 
bringing to the merchants at Groupon that offer all of these fantastic services like massages and and whatnot that uh, you know we uh, apparently somebody likes to to get uh, over at uh, the Groupon customer base um, is enabling the merchants to basically uh, and the consumers buying these things to schedule on purchase um, you know your appointments. So, you know, you used to buy these things and then you get kind of like a, you know, a coupon or a certificate that basically says good for, you know, 150% off massage. And then you got to go call up the, uh, the merchant and, and book your appointment. Um, but now you can actually do it all when you purchase it because we've got OpenCal. Yeah, you know it's an interesting thing. They've, they've what they've done is they've created this product called Groupon Scheduler, and, and uh, I don't know if it's alive in your city yet, but go and check it out. Um, the, you know, it, it's interesting. Um, it's at Groupon.com/slash/forward/slash/scheduler, and uh, what what I found about interesting about this is that not every one of these um, massage houses or small businesses are digitally inclined. So I, I think that this is a um, mm-hmm. You, you know this leap is is pretty monumental and uh and i i don't know that this is you know everybody's heralding this is great but the, all the comments that i saw on all of these were were other scheduling companies that are like yeah validation we're gonna get bought by groupon but uh, you know I, this is this poses a lot of, of challenges and and i think this is the same thing that happened in the early days in the restaurant industry when it came to online scheduling in the restaurant industry which was okay i've got my uh, you know, you can book an appointment up here or a, a reservation up up online. But now, how do I sync that to the paper right. book that is at the uh, the hostess desk at the front of the restaurant? Right? Yeah. Like, there's two different mediums here. There's a digital medium, and then there's this the way that they do it, which is they're on the phone. Somebody is writing sure. it down in a book, an appointment book, and that book go, car- is carried to the front of the restaurant to, to confirm it. So I think there's a, a big disconnect here. And, and uh, you know, it's not a matter of just, oh, now this is the perfect solution. This isn't the perfect solution. This is just kind of throwing some technology at, you know, that small percentage of people that have their schedule linked up with the cloud to be able mm-hmm. to communicate with this. So, I, I, you know, when I read this, it's like it, maybe it makes sense. But, uh, but boy, uh, there's a long way to go before this is very effective. Yeah, I, I think it helps some businesses. I'll agree with you there. I think, you know, one of the things, one of the trends that we're seeing with some of these de- uh, deal services is providing the merchants with tablets that are, f- that are integrated with their system. So yeah. instead of them having that paper book, uh, they actually have a tablet that's yeah, always... That's, human, that's changing human behavior. Right? Sure, like it is changing human behavior. But, but you know, if, if I'm a small business and someone's going to hand me a tablet that says, you know, here's another way to do it, and you're already on board using my services, okay, I'm, I'm at least more inclined than uh, yeah, I, agree. I was. Right? It's like bribery. So, yeah, there you go. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's still, it's an interesting buy... Uh, I think that this is uh, the. I think the biggest piece to this as well is that it's not just for Groupons. They're rolling this out as a service. That is, if you just want to schedule, use this as your mm-hmm. scheduler, as your appointment schedule, you can do that as well. No pricing or anything like that yet. But maybe this is an indication that Groupon is looking for, you know, obviously an alternative business model as they've been trying to struggle here to to actually reach their uh, right. their IPO price. Enough value. So Groupon buys OpenCal. You start this thing called Groupon Scheduler. Go and uh, take a look at it if you're a small business. If you've used this or you're thinking about it, use it, or you, you love this, um, let us know. We'd love some feedback uh, on tethergmail.com or asif at theLBMA.com. Please, please let us know. Second story. Somebody get some cash. Some cash. <laughs> what is this called? Eved? 
E Eved, yeah. So Eved, uh, nine and a half million bucks. So Series B round, uh, New World Ventures, MK Capital, uh, and Merrick Ventures are the uh, guys behind this. This is a uh, Chicago-based company. Um, I really, really like this uh, company. The more I read about it, the the more I liked it. And, and here's why. 97% of what we talk about on this show is consumer-facing stuff. Uh, Location-based apps, you know, all about consumer engagement. And I get asked all the time, is, you know, I'm always on the, speaking at conferences, and I, invariably somebody puts up their hand in the audience and says, yeah, but, you know, where's the B2B applications for uh, for location? Well, here it is, Eved. Um, so these you guys, now have an example. Yeah, these guys are all about t taking events and taking conferences and all that goes on around that and basically creating a marketplace uh, through through their service for all the stuff that you need when you're exhibiting at a conference. So, you know, you got to... You know, you gotta get parking passes for all your stuff. You gotta buy, you know, rent chairs and uh, tables, and you know, internet connections and whatever else you need for you know, to put on your display. And all of that is basically facilitated through this, you know, location-based app. Very cool. Uh, so it's kind of cool. Very cool. Nine and a half million dollars. That should move them along forward. Move yeah. them along well. Uh, I love these turnkey uh, kind of technology companies that are that are doing this, that are facilitating it all. Uh, I, I, I'm in the uh, 2012 for me and Front Tether are going to be some events. And I, you know what? I'm not an event planner. I just want I want to be able to turn this stuff on, hand this off, right. let let people who are participating do it themselves. Is that just too much to ask? Well, no, not anymore. It, not with events. And so what we need though is is we need these guys to to all then hook up with the other side of it, which is like the sonars and the yeah. unsocials and all these other guys and LinkedIn and get yeah. together and have fun. Um, because that's the that's the full experience now, from you know putting on the event to the consumer being there and 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 it all connecting. So it's there exactly you go. now. If somebody could sell tickets and come up with a an agenda and itinerary and get the speakers, we would have yeah. this. We, we, all I have to do is come up with the idea. God, I love it. Technology is the greatest. It's probably why nobody shows up to my events, right? Is that I don't know. I've not been to one of your events. Exactly. You see. Yeah. All right. <laughs> third, third story is. Um, we, what we think is a uh, is a grab for talent, like is happening so often right now. Uh, Amazon buys uh, Chorus, not Cora, Chorus. But it's not unlike Cora. No, it's not. Uh, in some respects, so yeah, so they're they're saying this is a talent acquisition. Um, basically, uh, this is a company that lets you get advice and feedback from friends uh, when you're thinking about what you want to purchase online. So it's kind of like a shopping. You know, let me call a friend. Um, you know, kind of thing <laughs> to uh, to get some advice before I make that decision uh, about what to buy. And uh, it's interesting. This is this is a space that there's a lot of activity going on. Um, yeah. One of the articles uh, I was reading about this commented on uh, Biosphere, which is another one, oh, which Tara, is run by Tara, um, Tara Hunt, um, Tara, yeah. who's also from Montreal. It's yeah. kind of Montreal theme today. Um, and and just as a side note, they raised three hundred and twenty-five k this past week as well. Uh, a small little uh, uh, bit of money to get them going as well. So yeah, I like it. I mean, uh, I think their lead customer was Zappos already. So yeah, uh, it's perfect for for purchasing shoes. Um, the stuff that I buy online, um, books and the like. Uh, not so sure that this is a, an effective way. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bug you, Asif, to ask you if the Thank You Economy is a good book for me to buy. Um, 
but I, I, I like this, and, and uh, I can see this translating so effectively in mobile. Uh, you right. know, certainly when, uh, you know, broadcasting what I'm about to buy or what I'm, I'm at a store, do I buy this? Do I buy this webcam? Do I buy this anything? Um, right. And to get some immediate feedback that way through a QR code or a scan or a, a photo being taken. I, I, uh, I like that aspect. And here it is. Uh, here, here's my man, Bezos. Here's the company, Amazon, just doing anything that they can. You called it. Yeah, doing anything that they can, anything at all they can to uh, convert into a buy. And uh, so uh, well, I'm not going to argue with this. I'm just like, this is, this is the, this is one, it's got to be a genius move if it's coming from Bezos. There you go. All right. Well, that's good. No deal. No, like, we think that this is a talent, uh, talent buy because. Yeah, I didn't see any numbers on yeah, it. So. And that's usually the way that it goes. And now everybody's everybody who was working uh, for Chorus is actually working for Amazon now. So by the way, you know, Rob and I, you know, we think we have a bit of talent. So if you want to do talent acquisition, we're available. So yeah. that's right. <laughs> Everything is for sale. Yeah. This week in location-based marketing is for sale. Yeah. Now Maponix is 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 on board with that. We're looking for some. You know, if you, look, you can you can have a piece of us. Sure. You can have this <laughs> shirt. I'll send it to you. Hey, if we get LBMA shirts, we can uh, we can fire. Us I still haven't got one of those yet, uh, at okay. all. So I, I gotta, I, I, you know what? I um, before we jump into the resource, this is the last piece of great news that I found trending in this wonderful app called Sound Tracking. Finally, this is your hometown. A little bit of Bruce Springsteen. Thank you so much. It was way down, but I found it. My hometown from the 1984 album Born in the USA. There you it's, go. it's the best that I can do. All right. Our resource. Can you believe it? Thank you for sticking <laughs> around this whole time. This has been fun. We're on our last story, promise. And yes. this should be absolutely smooth with no arguments, no back and forth. The resource of the week. We're talking about infographics. Yeah, I mean, infographics have been hot for a while now. I mean, they're everywhere. People love them um, just because, you know, they're fun to look at and they put a, cram a lot of data into uh, into a small space. But I came across this site this week when I was doing a bit of research uh, called crowdsourcing.org, uh, crowdsourcing.org. Uh, and it's basically just got a tab that you click on. It's got like an amazing array of That's infographics um, that are all have a kind of a crowdsourcing element to them uh, in, in some respects. So there's one on uh, the making of Netflix, uh, the rise of social media and collaboration consumption, um, just, you know, a whole bunch of interesting things here. I'm just scrolling through um, crowds, crowd power, letting the crowd fund your small business, um, you know, just a whole bunch of different ones there. And, and you know, and I think when you think about location and you think about a lot, a lot of the apps that we talk about and you know things like sound tr sound tracking you know really what are we you know what creates trending it's crowdsourcing right it's um, so I, I think there's there's a lot of power in, in some of the uh, some of the graphics here so take a look at it I think it's an interesting resource crowdsourcing.org um, and we'll have a link obviously in the uh, in the show notes as well so if, if you are not at the website uh, you are uh, you can you can just go to crowdsourcing.org and do a search. It's pretty incredible. Uh, a lot of stuff around uh, like Kickstarter and uh, mm -hmm. and uh, you know trends now because it's obviously the thing. Um, and and uh, you know this has certainly taken on a life of its own. Infographics have just taken on an incredible an incredible amount of uh, you know uh, it, it's a huge place in, in in everybody's blogs these days are, are around uh, around infographics, and they have even trending infographics. <laughs> this is incredible. 
Great. Now between <laughs> between soundtracking and crowdsourcing, I my, my day is officially is done. Spent. Not there to mention go. two football games and a hockey game. Uh, you know, how how do, how do you keep up with life? <laughs> oh my god. All right, well, that's it. Yeah. We're, we're, we're there, um, you know, and just, just uh, one last time, I want to, we, we definitely want to thank Maponix uh, yep. for getting behind us and sponsoring this podcast, and uh, we, we encourage you to go and visit, uh, visit their site, learn more about them, and you can, again, you can do that at uh, com slash location. Yep. We appreciate it. Episode number 59, done. We're back in a rhythm here at our normal time. No holidays, no garbage. I'll have you know that we didn't miss an episode through all of that, through Christmas, through New Year's. We made it right through. Uh, we're, we're cruising. I will be back next week for episode number 60. And uh, I, I found it to see if the number one, the number one trending song right now on soundtracking is Desperado by Linda Rosen. thank you so much. We'll see you next week on This Week in Location-Based Marketing. Thanks, see you Rob. later, everybody. Thanks. Oh, it's so good. So good.